I was just telling Chris, I feel like we need, we need to have like a shofar or something to uh, announce we're coming back because you guys, when you give just a little bit of fellowship time, it's like this. <laughs> so I sit up here and dance until you get back in. <laughs> oh, man. Well, welcome to the Rock of Bay County this morning. I'm happy to be here. I know you're happy to be here. Unfortunately, I wave at them right now. My beautiful little family is, is, uh, is not here Mr. Leo, is, he's down for the count, has a fever, throwing up all night, all that kind of stuff. So uh, prayers for Eva and Mr. Leo, um, but, but we love, I love you, Frank, I love you, Leo, love you, Eva. Um, I know they're watching right now. So I, uh, I was, I've been moved this morning a lot by watching the, the I almost said the kids, but the, the young adults here, um, just say adults, these these. these awesome, uh, these awesome young people, adults, whatever you want to call it, I don't know, but you know what I'm talking about. These three that were up here, all right? I remember whenever I was, at, I said, I've told them this story before, but I remember whenever I was, um, I was getting into that age range and it was like, they would, apostle would say something about like, I want the youth to stand up and I would like stand up and I like looked around, I was like, oh, that's not my age group anymore. <laughs> like, it'd be really awkward to have to sit down real quick. Um, it seems like it just happens in a moment, and I'm sure for parents it's, it happens in a moment. But uh, I was just stirred looking at them, and, and like Chris and I think Zach or whoever said about, you know, remembering themselves in that moment. And I remember whenever I got my Bible from Apostle and Shirley. And, and uh, I just want to remind you that it's more than a Bible, right? Like, it's kind of like hitting that nail on the head, like you have something to take with you in your hands, but the things that Apostle have, has given you, and I don't even know where you are, I guess y'all are kind of over this way, and Sailor's probably not here, but um, you know, the things that Apostle has given you is, are way more rooted than, uh, than just a Bible, and, uh, and I want you to carry, I, 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 was, I had a lunch meeting with someone a few weeks ago, and they brought up this story of, uh, oh, Benjamin, Ben, Ben's watching too. Hey Ben, we miss you. We love you, brother. Brother, um, but um, anyway, so uh, but I, I was I heard this someone brought up this 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 story in the Bible of um, of that moment, and I think Chris, you've preached about this before, uh, but where Yeshua is looking Peter in the eye and he's basically telling him his his you know prophesying what's to come, like you know that how he will die, and he said in his own little you know parable way or uh, uh, kind of mysterious way, but um, you know, Peter in that moment, he, he says, he tells him that he's looking him in the eye and then he says, and follow me. And Peter kind of like, he does one of these things. He's like, <laughs> like me, what? You know, looks back and sees John sitting there. He breaks his gaze to look at what John, he says like, well, what about this guy? And you, we all know, you know, how Yeshua said, you know, what is it to you? Whether he is here forever or not, you know, he says in his, in his way, but, um, he said, you follow me. He just says again, look me in the eyes, you follow me. And I believe that this isn't just for the three that were up here, but the, the generation is really for everybody. But I feel Yeshua pointing at us saying, you look at me. The biggest difficulty that my generation had that a lot of you didn't, the comparison thing has always been there, right? Like that's, that's always been a deal. But in this day and age, it is right in your face with social media and the things that we have. That is, it's about impossible not to compare yourself. And people are always putting their best foot forward on social media. I love the people that, like, the girls that are doing, you know, some, like, makeup tutorial. And they're like, oh, it's a messy hair day. I don't have my makeup on. But I'm just being real. But you know that they're in there, like, trying to get it 
just perfect messy. And, you know, it's always like this, this like fake thing that it's not real. It's not this. But I just, I encourage you. One thing I love about this group is that they are so, they've, they have stayed together because they don't get in this competition thing because they are them. Like Aunt Cheryl said, they are, they are who they are. And we don't need another, we don't need another anybody else other than an Emma. We need a Samuel. We need a sailor. We need these, these people to be you, to be unique. And, uh, and so I, I just encourage you to stay focused on his eyes and let him lead you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, uh, I have been super, uh, super encouraged by um, the testimonies that have been coming in lately from people that I've just, I've gotten an opportunity to talk to you, have come up and said that some of the things that we're seeing happening right now is that we're getting these opportunities, these People are being drawn to us, and uh, there's something I said a couple weeks ago, I think, and I said, you know, um, my ministry begins when I leave this, leave this place. Your ministry begins when you leave this place. Your platform is not in here. My platform is not in here. Like, I get, I get, a, I get an opportunity to speak to you and share what's on my heart and, and do this thing in a different way than I ever have, but honestly, what happens outside of these walls is even more important and even more my ministry, and... Um, and I just, I keep hearing, I mean, with my own family and with others, uh, these stories of, these stories of, you know, people being drawn to them, like just through relationship, getting opportunities to speak in people's lives. And I just see Yahweh doing something in this people. And if you haven't gotten that opportunity yet, keep your eyes up. Like I keep saying, keep your eyes up, keep looking around because those opportunities are, are coming. And that is, that is this redemption, you know, that we keep talking about. But uh, Yahweh has not let me get away from something that I, it's a couple words that, or it's not a couple, it's a word that I cannot stand. And uh, it goes along a little bit with, we talked about in the day of trouble, falls within this. We, we talked about that last week and how amazing was last week. That flow was incredible. And I just, I mean, Robert Allen, your story, your testimony, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Amen. It's, a, it's one of those things, like, I know there's a lot of people that, that have walked through that day of trouble and have come out on the other side, and a lot of you could come up here and, and, and talk about that. But, this, but today, I swear I do not sit with Chris throughout the week and talk about what I'm going to talk about this week. Like, but every single time, it seems like he hits it right on the head, with, whether it be a song or things he says. And, and, and I, I absolutely, and I keep saying this, but I love the fact that I am not burdened with this idea that I have to do this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I know if, if I say something, if I'm up here speaking and it's like hit and miss or I'm just not on that day, like, Chris is on and, and Regina is on and Sandy's on and you are on and there's all these, there's all, like, I, I am just one of, of you that gets to come in here and, and share what's on my heart and that's incredible. I love not carrying that burden, though I do carry some burdens, that is not something that I have to and I love that. Um, and, and anyways, back to what I was talking about. This, this word that, that I, I have really had trouble with throughout my life, and it's, it's the process. Process. I can't stand the process. I'm, like I'm like a look at the instructions, number one and two, and then hope that there's a good picture on the box that I can follow. Like, the process, like I love, and, and I know I'm the only one, but like I, 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 I love getting to the end. I love the, you know, building part, but the actual step-by-step, and I know, listen, I know, do not despise the process, you know what I mean? Like, 
I try not to, but it's, it's not, it's not, it's, it's difficult for me, you know, but I'm starting to realize more and more what the process is and what, and what it means to be in the process and why the process is so important. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's this thing of, of, of glory to glory, right? Like, that's how heaven sees it. And a lot of times we see it as, as like, oh, man, we're in the process. This is difficult. This is, you know, I just want to get through. I can see what, you know, and sometimes, like Chris said, it's not always the bad thing. The day of, of trouble falls in that, and there, there's, inevitably, there's going to be a day of trouble for all of us. And we talked about last week, but the response, our, our, the state of our heart in the day of trouble determines the, the state of our heart after that day of trouble. Um, but this glory to glory and this process from glory to glory, and one of my favorite pe- preachers, his name's Michael Miller, he describes it as glory to, that two is a small word seemingly, but it seems to have like a lot of O's, right? Like <laughs> I love how he says that because we, we can see, a lot of times Yahweh, we have, we're in this place and we're kind of trying to hold on to this glory and there's another one that we know is coming, but it's like glory to glory. Oh, thank you. Made it. Um, and it feels that way. And, and, and so like, I, I, Yahweh is showing me, and I want to, if you, if you have your Bibles, I want you to open to John 12. Um, we'll get there. But Yahweh is showing me how, how to respond in the process or how to respond in the day of trouble. And it's important that we, that we get this. It's important that we, John 14 says, let your heart not be troubled. That we, we separate the soul, that we separate the soul and the heart. And when I say heart, that's that, he, you know, throughout scripture, we, I keep reading this heart, 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 and don't let your heart be troubled. And, and it's that, uh, it's lab, which is a Hebrew word, and I hope I said it right. I try not to look at hope whenever I say Hebrew words, because I'm like, eh. But anyways, it's, it's, it means like your inner man, like the inner, your, your inner being. So it's not just like your thumping heart, it is actually who you are. It's that nature that we talk about a lot, about that interwoven Yahweh in you, who you are type deal, right? Like, so, so but then there's the soul, which we'll read about, that is, is uh, it seems like it needs to be restored, right? There's times that it needs to be restored. And uh, I mean, the, what, what we read last week, I mean, um, Yahweh, you know, the, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me bus- beside still waters, and he restores my soul, right? Um, so there's this restorative process that needs to happen, but he still says, let your heart not be troubled. And so to me, there's a separation here that I think that we need to get, and Yahweh's showing me personally. Um, and so that's what I want to share with you today, okay? Cool? So... Uh, <laughs> one thing is, and I, I wanted to share this story because Eva's always like, you know, don't get so preachy. Like, try to, would you, would stop. I don't like when you sound like a preacher. Like, tell your stories, do your thing. So I was like, I was like, wow, thank you, Eva. And she's like, and don't say um so much. I was like, ha. Ah. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Uh, he restores my soul, though, you know. It's okay. Um, no, she's super encouraging and tells me the truth when I need to hear it. But uh, I, I was thinking about this story because I just told someone this the other day, but about the process. And here's, here's a glimpse into Mark's patience and his process. And I was, uh, my parents aren't here either. Um, they're, uh, 
they're in Nashville seeing Sarah Beth, and so love them and bless them. But um, it was when I was 16, and all of my friends, all of my friends seemed to have, it was like, I think it was probably like around the time like Fast and Furious is happening, and everybody's like some, you know, street driver, and they have the, the manual, manual transmission and the cool little spoilers and stuff. I, I say cool very lightly here, okay? And I, I have never, ever been, the funny thing is I've never been into, I'm not a car person. In fact, my dream car is not a car at all. My dream car, if I have one, is like an F-150. I'm sorry, Papa. He's a Chevrolet guy, but like it, it's just like a, a, a nice F-150, uh, like a, a truck. But I'm not a car guy. But And so high school, all these guys are into this. All these guys, you know, you know, think it's cool. And so as a 16-year-old that was very uh, moldable at the time, I was like, man, I, I got to get me that kind of car. So when I was 16, I was blessed with, a, uh, with, with that car. And so um, it, was a, it was a Toyota Celica. And it had, like, this spoiler on the back. God, I'm so embarrassed, like, even sharing this right now. I'm like, jeez, Louise, man. Uh, so, but it was a, a six-speed. And uh, the problem was is that I didn't know how to drive a six-speed. I'm 16. I got this car. And guess who gets to teach me? This is super cool. My mom. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm not trying to let anybody in on this. Like, I've known how to drive a six-speed, like, pfft. I'm about to go, like, you know, drag racing, and it's going to be awesome. Like, I know how to do this. But my mom's in the car with me. Luckily, the windows are tinted, and I'm, like, you know, driving on the, these back streets. And, like, I get to the place where I can do it decently, and I'm like, Mom, I'm ready for the big leaks. Like, let's go on the highway. I can do this. And she's like, Mark, you, you can't do this. Like, you're, you are struggling. You keep stalling out. Like, this is super, I mean, gosh, really, gosh, I mean, I just, I, I like to, to, to embarrass myself up here. But, um. Anyway, so my mom's like, you're not ready, you're not ready. Yes, mom, like, let me do it. And I just, I was just emphatic about, like, I'm ready to drive. Like, I want to, I can do this. And I, and I would have, like, one good moment. I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to learn all the little different things. I was doing whatever. So, uh, but she was like, all right, cool, let's go. So I get, <laughs> I get in the car and, uh, and we're driving. I get on the highway, everything's fine. Well, I pull up. And remember, I'm a high school, so go back, I'm a high school student. So remember, go back to your high school days and, and get in this mindset. Uh, but so I, yeah, everybody's like, oh, Lord, help me. Um, um, but I, uh, but I, so I get to the stoplight, and I mean, it's probably like, there's no hills in Panama City. Like, I mean, it's probably like this. But I felt like I was on a mountain. And like, there's, all of a sudden, I get kind of boxed in, like these, these cars come up over here, and then I have a group of like high school students that went to my high school right behind me. And I'm like, oh, Lord, help me, just, just. First gear, like let off the clutch a little bit, give it a little gas, I'll be all right. Green light, it was like, and I was like, oh my gosh. Start it back up, get in neutral, like, I'm like freaking out, start it again, like, and I'm like, oh no, like, and like at this point, you know, you can tell like the people behind me, like the students are like, what, like, come on, honking. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I could not do it, guys. Like, I could not do it. I, 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 cracked under pressure and I had the Chinese fire drill with my mom in front of them get out of the car my mom had to walk around and I just walked back so uh so little peek into my life of the process that I just have so much trouble with (laughs) oh man good times high school nope nope that's a joke all right, so 
Uh, John chapter 12, we're in verse 27. And so, like I said, I, the, where we're at is, uh, is this, um, you know, you, Chris, I'm, I believe, said it. Like, you, Yeshua himself had his moments, had these difficult, I mean, like, think about what he carried. Um, but what we're, what we're looking at today is, is that difference between the soul and the heart. And that's what I keep getting to, like, because I've said this before, but there's the soul can be a filter into the heart, and it's important that we not let our heart be troubled, that we, that we keep our heart. And so this, is a, this story uh, just gripped me, and it's when Yeshua was, uh, Yeshua was coming into Jerusalem. He had just, you know, done the miracle of, of uh, raising Lazarus from the dead, and a lot of people were all about Yeshua, and were gathering, and there's all this, and they're excited to, to see him, and he's just like in this place, he's walking in on the donkey, the palm branches, all that kind of stuff, and so, uh, but, but it's also the time that Yeshua is starting to get these downloads and understand about this is the hour's coming, like, and, and, and it says, it, it, I think it's just a good window into what Yeshua himself was, was, was uh, experiencing, so this is 27, verse 27, and it says, even though I am torn within, and this is the, pa- I don't know if we have that up there. Is this the passion? No? Passion translation? Whatever, it's all good. Um, even though I am torn within and my soul is in turmoil, I will ask the, f- and, and so anyways, so real quick, even though I am torn within and my soul is in turmoil, my soul is in turmoil. So Yeshua is in this place of processing this thing and walking through this idea that, uh, like, his days on this earth as it is are numbered, and it's not going to be this pretty thing. And he's in the, what, what, was, what was it kind of I thought about was where Yeshua was at when he had just performed this awesome miracle that was drawing people to him, and like it seemed like this was the right thing, right? And in that moment, it says, so my soul is in tur- turmoil, and it seems like there's almost this, this is where we're, we get to, and it says, I will not ask the Father to rescue me from this hour of trial. So he, I think a lot of us, and me especially, in that process, during that process, when something arises, comes to this place of, of thinking like, it's tough, Yahweh, rescue me. And there's this time to, to, if you can understand the process, if you can understand that shepherding process, if you can understand what the next glory is and stepping from that glory to glory, if you understand the two and, you, and you're already looking at that next glory, you're not worried as much about this process because it builds relationship. It builds who he is. It, like we say a lot, like it reveals his strength through you and, and it strengthens your relationship to him and, and his to you. And so, um, so it says, uh, I, will not, uh, I will not ask the father to rescue me from this hour of trial for I have come to fulfill my purpose, to offer myself to God. And I think that probably should have kept the other translation. I love how he said, but for this hour I have come. And he's saying, and it's, and it's like recognizing this isn't about me, and this isn't about my, my emotion, my soul right now. Because, you know, in, like I said, in John it says, John 14 it says, do not let your heart be troubled, even though Yeshua right here seems to be troubled. But he is separating the idea that I feel this, right? Like, this is a real stressor for me. This is difficult. 
these moments in time that we are in in that, that throughout the process, and it might not be the day of trouble, but it might just be a stretching. It might just be a little bit of this agitation. It might just not be your wheelhouse that you have this, you have this kind of thing inside of you that just says, like, this is not, like, my natural is not okay with this. But the heart is not troubled because Yeshua says, for this hour I have come. This is my hour. This is the reason that I'm here because he understands the difference between how we process the process and how heaven processes the process. Because if we keep reading, it says, um, so Father, bring glory to your name. Then suddenly a booming voice was heard from the sky. And this is one of my favorite lines in the Bible that I just love. And he says, I have glorified my name, and I will glorify it again through you. And so it, he's, he's talking about how heaven processes things from glory to glory. That's how he recognizes it. Like, he's not seeing, he knows, I feel you, I, I mean, you're, you're, but you got to understand, if you can see it with my eyes, if you're, if you're connected to my, my mindset here is that, that his name be glorified and that I was made for this hour, then you can put yourself aside and say, from glory to, I'm in that too, but I'm going to glory. Because, because Yahweh says, I have glorified my name. I've done it through you before. And guess what? I'm going to do it again. I've done it before, but I will do it again. You know, my, my, uh, my son, and this is, this is pretty like, um, this is a pretty basic way to look at things. And sometimes though, like I, I've said this many times, like sometimes we need to be a little bit basic, not get, I mean, it's deep, but it's also like some of this truth we need to go back to and say, okay, I, I just real, really like I'm dealing with this and I need some, a little bit more practical in my life. That's me. Okay. So, but my, my son, he, <laughs> there, he, he's gotten on this thing. He's two and a half, two and a half, almost three years old. He's on this thing where he's got himself a little attitude. He, he, uh, he, he, he's starting to learn through, uh, through process of trial and error um, that, that there are some times that when he whines and cries and does all his things, then he's going to get what he wants. Because most of the time it's daddy's fault and, uh, and, uh, or, or maybe uh, the grandparents' fault. Um, but, uh, but he, he, sometimes I want to give him something, but I just want him to do something first. Like, that's what I have for him, but I just, like, I can't, I can't I'm not going to give this to you while you're screaming and crying and embarrassing me in public. Like, that's just not going to happen, all right? So, like, um, the other day, I had, I had just gotten, I, I had a, he saw that we were getting a cookie for him. He had eaten his dinner, it was great, and I had a cookie for him. Well, but he, I don't know what it was that came up in his mind that he thought he wasn't getting the whole cookie. But that boy lost his mind and was just screaming. And, and I don't know if you've, maybe a lot of you have, if you've ever heard Frank squeal, like, it's the loudest thing. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, the room, if we go into a restaurant, is just shut down because of that boy's squeal. Like, shut down. I'm not kidding. Like, I remember he was like, 
uh, six months, seven months, and we took him. We were like, oh, let's go out to Outback. Let's just have a nice little, this will be great. And we get there, and I basically ended up eating at Outback by myself because he's squealing so loud that, like, people are stopping. Like, they're doing, my gosh, my goodness. And so I'm like, Eva, we, you know, I'll, I'll eat quick. I'll put everything in the box, and we'll go. And so Frank, though, my point is he's got a loud squeal, so he just starts pitching his fit. And let me just preface this by saying that he is, he is an amazing boy, so I just, this is just funny, okay? But he, but he is awesome. But... This moment, he was not, and he was squealing and screaming and crying, and I was like, Frank, I've got, like, I've got the cookie. I'm going to give it to you, but he was so mad and so in his moment that he did not, he couldn't even hear me say, I have the cookie to give to you, buddy. Like, it's right here, M&M's, sprinkles, whatever you want on this thing, I'm going to give it to you, but he had in his mind so much that it was not going to happen, and I feel like, I'm like, I'm sitting here like, getting on to him and, and chastising him and getting, you know, telling him, like, well, then I'm not going to give you the cookie and all that kind of stuff. And, but, like, really, I feel like me personally, this happens all too often with my relationship with Yahweh. Like, so many times he's revealed to me this process. Like, I know I'm in the process, but I am such an anti-process person that, like, I, I – he. I, I, he's done it for me before. Like, I've had that glory moment. I've, I've, I've lived this, and I, know, and, I, and I know that this is how things work. And then I also recognize that I am in the process. But as soon as my soul starts to rise up against it, and I'm, I see the glory, and I don't want to be in this multiple O2, like, I want, to, I want to just get to that next glory, I start to just say stuff like, Yahweh, help me out. Like, Yahweh start praying to him about this process. And I just say, you know, this is difficult. I don't like to do this, or I don't like to do this, or why did this have to work out this way? And this does not seem like how it should. And my favorite, why did it happen for them and not for me? Everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Like, that is, that is, that's one of the, uh, that's one of our cardinal sins. And it's kind of like what I was talking about to the, the young adults there. Is, a, is that comparison thing. So there's this, uh, there's this thing that, I, that, I, that I've started to realize. And you know how it says, um, I'm gonna, I might butcher this, but it's basically, this is the idea. The hour is now, but is coming, right? Like, it, like there's, there's, there's this, like he has come and he's coming. And, uh, and I, I believe that what's happening is that Yahweh, Yahweh is meeting you in that process. So when we are declaring, I'm speaking, speaking for myself, but like when, 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 I'm, when I'm declaring and prophesying and praying in my time and I just say, Yahweh, I, I need you in this moment. I need your help. Like that's okay because he wants to be that to you. Like so he's going to meet you. So the, the time has come. Like, he is, he is here with us, and I understand what the scripture says. I'm, t- I'm just relating this, all right? So he, the reality is it's, it's now and not yet. It's like I could, I could just give this to you right away, and you can see it. I might even tell you about it, but there's a process that I desire to walk with you because of 
the relationship, because of the cool of the day experience, because of back to the garden, you know, because he, he has come to this place with us that he desires to redeem that relationship within us in a greater way than he ever has before, I believe. I feel it in myself. You've heard me talk about this so much. Like, I feel it in my bones. I feel this, this, this relationship and this beckoning back to him and this beckoning back to a relationship that I have to almost remember. Like, I have to remember where I came from and who I am and what I, how I was created and how he breathed into me and that I'm a spirit being before I'm a natural being. And that so whenever, whenever my soul, my natural, my mind is in this state of turmoil or distress or just not feeling too good, my boy's at home and I wish that they were here with me, something even as small as that, like that I can say, my heart's not troubled. I'm excited to be here. And I'm excited to know that he's gonna be healed and it's all good. I won't let my circumstance and my emotions and the, that, that will intertwine and we talked about that weaving of who of who we are that become part of me because here's the here's the difference you can't go from glory to glory if like we talked about last week if the glory that you're kind of coming from before is not glory but you you think of it as something a, a negative right like you you've made this part your theology things didn't work out the way you did if you're trying in that process to go well this isn't working out and this is not good and this is not how it was supposed to happen you all of a sudden covered up this glory that you're supposed to be reminded of and you're standing on this platform of insecurity and doubt and worry and it's going to be so much harder to get to that glory and you won't until you allow him to walk you through that process. Um, I said this on Wednesday night, um, but I, I think it's important because we're in this place of, and, and Michael Paul, I'm not going to jump more into the, the scripture of this, so he, we, he and I had this conversation the other day, and he was like, and you started to talk about Yeshua and the boat sleeping, and he was like, I knew you were about to jump into it because I've been reading about that. And I mean, <laughs> Wednesday night, I was kind of everywhere anyways, but I was like, he, he was like, but then you just kind of stopped there. And I was like, well, I apologize. There was a lot going on that night. But, uh, but, but one thing I said is, is uh, what Bill Johnson said, and he's talking about Yeshua sleeping in the boat, you know, and the storms going on. He says, he says that you only have authority over the storms that you can sleep through, which is so cool. Isn't that cool? I love that. Like, that is, that is awesome. Because it's the truth. If you're in the process and, and you're in a, in a day of trouble or you're just in a process where you're just walking through some things, if you can't get to the place of saying, like, though, I'm, though my soul is in turmoil and I'm maxing out right now, and I don't feel good, but... For this hour, I know I'm, I've come. If you can't get to that place of saying, like, my soul hurts, but my heart is pure. My soul hurts, but I will not let my heart be troubled. I will not base everything I do based on what's happening right now. But I can see the heart of who he is. <clears throat> hey, Chris, would you guys jump up here? There's a couple other places that I want to see this, which is in uh, Ephesians 3.17. It says that Christ might, might dwell 
in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. And we talk so much about the peace that passes understanding in Philippians and, and, and that, that there has to be this transcending moment in yourself where you separate the soul and the heart. Because your, what you are feeling in this moment not by the spirit, but just what you feel in those moments of trouble. And you know what? I, I don't know. I'm not trying to sit here and be like, we're all going through trouble, all, but we will. There will be moments in time. We already have, or we might be going through them. And it's in, in basing, basing everything. And in fact, I'm not necessarily in that right now. I have a lot around me that seems to be in it. And maybe that's why I'm stirred in this, but, um, but I am in the process. We are all in the process. If you're breathing, you are in a process from glory to glory. So this is important. Um, but understanding, feeling like we have to understand it and figure it all out, as Chris just said to me, like, Mark, you just, you know, not under, I don't know what you said to me, but basically, like, you know, not understanding. Like, because he knows, like, I don't understand everything going on, and I do not have to. I am in my process. I'm in this process with all of you. Like, I don't carry more of it than you do. Like, we are in this process together, and it's incredible, and it's awesome. And I refuse to allow moments and feelings and, and things to get in the way of what my heart truly knows. And what I've talked about buzzing, and I've excited, and, I, and, and the hope being restored, and redemption, and all these great things that are happening in this house, and being a part of this moment, because little things along the way seem to rise up. Is this, does this mean anything to you, or is this too basic? Go ahead and start playing, Chris. I, I was thinking about, I walked into my, necessarily going to share, walked into, am I on my dead zone? You can hear me. Um, but I, uh, I walked into the front porch. Am I good? This is, this is, this is what happens with this mic, but, um. I walked into this, uh, into um, our, our front gate at our house, and then I was reminded of the story because there's st we have an orange tree, and there was oranges starting to, you know, kind of they're 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 green, but they're starting to show. And and I thought about my my sweet wife, and she said, "I'm not gonna do that." Uh, so she said, she said, um, "There's this." There's this moment in time that we went through um, in, 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 in our walk and everything else where things, it was like a year of our day of trouble. Like, I mean, every little thing. I mean, it was, it was rough. And, and one thing that just made her upset is when we moved into that house, the orange tree was ridiculous. Like, it, we, were, we didn't know what to do with all these oranges. We're like passing them out. We're, I mean, we're just like, this is incredible. We have fresh squeezed orange juice every morning. And it was really cool because we had never had anything like that. And we just declared it to be the blessing of Yahweh. We're just like, this is so, like his abundance is just overflowing in us. This is incredible. This is awesome. And, and it's just a little token. But I mean, still, it meant something to her. And then we went through this time. We went through this time of trouble and this difficulty and this process. And we... And that, that next year, the, the oranges just did not show up. Like, it, it, 
it of course had to coincide with that moment where, I mean, like, at least give us the oranges, like, <laughs> and like, but that meant something to Eva, and it, so it meant something uh, to me, I really, in that moment, I was like, uh, whatever, it's cool, whatever, I don't care if we have oranges or not, I don't want to squeeze oranges anyways, so like, uh, I didn't care, but it meant something to Eva, and so that, you know, when she was kind of feeling it, it, it got me, it really, really got me, and I was just, I was in that pr- place of crying out and being like, what's going on stuff, well, uh, well, we came to the place of just saying, you know what, no matter what, Yahweh, we just say yes to your word. We're going to walk. We're just going to say yes. We're not going to cry out and keep complaining and keep whining and keep, like, I'm just going to say, I know that you love me. I know that in your eyes I am your son and that, that this is okay. Like, we're going to be fine. And we have seen glory and we will see glory. And you have glorified your name and you will glorify your name. And that might mean that I have to be in the process for a little bit, but that's okay. And when we said yes to that word, what happened the next year? I don't even need to tell the story, but the oranges were there. Because he just was saying, like, listen, dude, I just want you to realize that, like, just because you can't see it, don't get caught up in the smoke and mirrors like we talked about Wednesday night. Like, like the still, small voice. Hear me. Get close enough to my heart that the still, small voice comes through. And you're not shaken by the wind. And you're not shaken by the earthquakes and the fire. And that's not what I'm looking for. I don't need to see the oranges on the tree, though. That's a great thing. But even in the process, I still will say yes. It also happened uh, to her and Eva, she's, that girl, she, Yahweh loves her. It's incredible. <laughs> I do too. But uh, she, she, when we were in Nashville, we had a, a kind of a moment like that that I've talked about. And together we had to say, uh, we had, you know, we knew a word. We knew that Yahweh said to come back home. And he made us some promises when we came, if we were to come back home. But in that time, Eva did not want to be here. She had fallen in love with Nashville and all the shops and all the different things there. And she, she didn't want to, to leave. She just wanted like, let's just find another job. Let's do something else like, and try to separate ourselves. But I just, we knew a word. We knew, and it wasn't just me, it was her too. Yahweh came to her in, a, in her own moment and said, go back home. Go back to the land of your father's. And this land in that moment, though it was mine when I was a little boy running on the rocks at, in, 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 Shell, in Shell Island and in the state park and everything, and, and, uh, and everything I remember about this place growing up and, and spending time with my grandfather and, uh, and his tractors on his land and all that kind of stuff, like, it was, it was my land then, but I had gone through a process of it just kind of falling off of me in, in, my, in, in my time of running, so to speak. Yahweh called me back, and this land, there is like a new dimension of this land that Eva and I walk in now, that this is our home. Like, this is our, this isn't our home because I grew up here. This is our home because of today and because of what I see it today. But, but what happened was Eva said yes to that. We said yes to that. And there's, and I'm not going to say all the stories or whatever, but there's specific stores that Eva had said, and we, we it was so funny because I said to her, I was like, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I believe that if we'll do that, Yahweh will bring even those little things to you. And as soon as we got back, these stores start popping up that are exactly the ones she, she was talking about. And the last thing she said, she said, man, I really, I love Trader Joe's. If y'all know what Trader Joe's is, this is one, oh, <laughs> glory, hallelujah. Uh, no, but Trader Joe's. And, 
And uh, she was like, man, well, we don't have that. We have it in Tallahassee, but I would just love to have something like that. And then all of a sudden, like, within that day, we had not even seen this place over here. And I think Joanne came up to us and was like, have y'all gone to Lucky's yet? We're like, what's Lucky's? It's, it's a whole lot like, and, and in my opinion, better than Trader Joe's. And it's so cool because it's right here. And so there's, I, I just feel this this morning. If y'all stand, let's gather together. Let's come up here in the front. I just feel this, this this morning of us saying yes to the process. Whatever that might be, like, you know, Chris said, if you're in a place that things are just awesome and, and you don't know even what I'm talking about, declare today that you're going to say yes to the process when those times come. And I'm not trying to say doom and gloom. Like, I want you to be encouraged by this, that we can walk in these moments and not be shaken. Like that we can have authority over these storms when we really understand what's going on. Amen. Amen. Come on, y'all. So from glory to glory, we are in a two moment, but I see the glory coming. And, and, I, and I just want to encourage y'all this morning to, to not be swayed by, by the two. Don't be swayed by the process. Mark don't be swayed by the process. Because in this process, I'm, I'm walking with him and my soul is being restored. My heart's good because my soul is being restored. And I'm not going to let these things come in and try to tell me it's anything other than that. So I just want to sing this morning and, and, and sing us out. Chris, whatever you have on your heart, you release. Um, but I declare that over you and I declare that over this town that, there's, that there, is a, there is a process in which Yahweh is shepherding us through, through his son. And I am so thankful that I get to be a part. And I'm so thankful that he's given me a deeper revelation of who I am in him. Of who I am in him. I love y'all. Bless you.